time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, father, son, jazz musicians with impressive solo careers who've played with everyone from Steve Miller to, to, to get out of here. Every Van Morris, I can't even think. They're the Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. of jazz. Ben and Leo Sidron. We're going to be talking to the Sidrons in just a sec. First, let me thank my new podcast hosts, StarburnsAudio.com, home to the Sklar Brothers and Joe Coy and Paula Poundstone with Adam Felber. So many great shows. Check them out. Also, big tip of the cap to my new actual sponsor, Me Undies. That's right. They make underwear out of micromodal. It's like softer than cotton. I love saying that micro modal so you go to meundies.com get your underwear they're the most comfortable underwear on the planet it's unbelievable you need undies and you're a me meundies.com also my stat man jeff cesario's new comedy album what was i thinking streaming now everywhere recorded at the legendary acme comedy club in minneapolis minnesota go grab that we got advice corner today and fiery four pop quiz good show and as always before we get to ben and leo sidron time for the waterhouse update brought to you by conundrums the drum set no one can figure out america's pastime now not chugging bleach baseball yankees spanked the red sox like a japanese businessman at a dutch brothel 27 year old dodger mookie betts hit three homers in a game for the sixth time when I was 27, I finally parallel parked. Reds, Pirates postponed due to COVID tests. Grounds crew rolled out a tarp right over everybody's mouth. That wrap-up sponsored by ukuleles. Make any music sound unimportant on a ukulele. NBA, the Pelicans fired coach Alvin Gentry, who said it's worth it to leave the bubble. James Harden's beard tried to sneak out for hot wings he's gonna have to play without it for 14 days that item sponsored by bass player hair salon get that vaguely creepy look only at bass player hair salon ultimate fighting at ufc 252 in las vegas loser daniel cormier got poked in the eye so hard he saw his own deviated septum cormier was rushed to the las vegas Pigao medical center and buffet college football big 10 and pac 12 canceled their season due to covid the sec's phone went straight to voicemail and finally this week in sports history the year 2008 the place beijing china german brita stefan beat america dara torres by one one hundredth of a second to the 50 meter swimming gold said torres you know, I probably shouldn't have stopped for that cigarette. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by RetroTune, the app that makes your auto-tuned voice sound almost human. Now it's talk time, finally. My guests today, they're the musical equivalent of Bobby and Barry Bonds without a single steroid, or at least not the good ones. They got great solo careers, and they've worked with the likes of Van Morrison and Diana Ross and Steve Miller, and they're putting songs on Oscar-winning soundtracks like The Motorcycle 
Diaries. Please welcome Ben and Leo Sidron. Ben and Leo, how oh, are you? Chad, what a pleasure to be here with you. Man, this has been a dream of mine come true. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a long awaited, I'm sure you're thrilled to death. Uh, you know, I always uh, try to guess the uh, at, uh, at the type of athlete uh, my guess would be just from looking at him. And so I would say, Ben, you look like this runner for me, which is athletic. And, and then Leo, you look like a speed <laughs> chess hustler out in the parks in Brooklyn. Just say, now, but you both grew up hey, in Wisconsin, this, right? We are all Wisconsinites. Just some of us know it. That, that That's mm. that's what we say here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you grew up in the in the dingy, rough and tumble streets of Racine, Wisconsin. You should know, Chet. You should know. That's right. Yes, and, I grew up in Kenosha, although I live in Cheddar Falls now, which is idyllic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Racine and Kenosha, many people don't know the Twin Cities of Death and Destruction. Leo... Yeah. Yeah, uh, you grew I grew up, up in, in Madison, 30 square miles, surrounded by reality. That's what they call it. And so I have no idea what's out beyond the bubble walls of Madison, beyond the two, the isthmus of uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, they no, say you, that, there's a, that there's a vast uh, land of cheese and cows, but I, I have yet to see any of that. You, you're, just, uh, you're going to the pot shop and uh, stocking up on patchouli's incense. Uh, did you guys try sports? Or did you go right to music when you were both growing uh, up? Actually, sort of uh, I was uh, a little league ball player. Uh, we had uniforms and gloves and everything. And uh, the Racine uh, Little League All-Stars, of which I was a uh, part only because my father was the coach, uh, actually went to Chicago to Phillin's Baseball uh, uh, Emporium. It was a great. It was like a stadium. And got our butts kicked <laughs> by some serious ball players. So that ended my baseball career. Yeah, you right said there. you said no. That's that's it. as far as I'm going. Well, when that you, sizzling when you started, anecdote uh, brought to you by a uh, <laughs> exasperilla, the soda that tests your patience. Leo, did you ever try sports yourself? Yeah, I mean, because you're like at five years old, you were playing music already, which must have been torturous. I am imagining the pressure Ben Sidron put on you to play. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> The scary. It was like a, it was a scary time. You know, I followed in the footsteps of great drummers like Buddy Rich, who uh, were also karate masters. So actually, as a young man, I was uh, I don't know if I thought of it as sports so much, but I was uh, very into karate. And it turns out a lot of drummers put some time into your friend Jeff Cesario, I think even has spent some time uh, playing the drums would know about this, that that uh, drummers and karate masters somehow are uh, uh, like minded. Sort well, of. in Buddy's case, imagine the uh, imagine that kind of a physically destructive talent coupled with the rage <laughs> that just burned inside Buddy on a regular basis. I'm not sure that's the combination you, you want. want there. But so you stayed in shape with uh, martial yeah. arts, and then uh, and now, all right, now I'm just going to ask questions, and I'll even label them so we don't get confused. Ben. Uh, this will be like, remember the old John McLaughlin group when he would just go, Morton Kondrak? Yeah, this will be like that. Ben, <laughs> you got a distinctive uh, vocal style and playing style. When did you say to yourself, because you started young yourself and then you started playing with other people. When did you say, I, I got to do my own thing? When did, In, when did Interestingly that enough, it didn't occur to me until my 10th year making records <laughs> when I realized that uh, there was a way that I could go that other gone. Before that, I was just sort of on the bus, you know. And then when I got it, it became a lot more fun. Absolutely. The last 30 years. Been Leo, 
<laughs> we woke Cleo up. <laughs> when did you say I'm gonna go from from drums because you used to playing drums? You played with some great drummers and some great bands, and then you said I'm gonna find my own path. When did that hit you? Oh man, I don't know. You know, I mean, even as a young boy, I, I was I was I spent most of my childhood honestly holed up in a room in my parents' house just writing songs and singing them and playing them. And I'd, I figured at some point somebody would get a chance to hear them. I, I don't really know. But I will say, in all honesty, I moved from Madison to Brooklyn, New York, 15 years ago. And being, you know, whenever you leave the nest, in case it was my late 20s, uh, right about the age where you started Parallel Park, got out of town myself and started to, you know, make my own records and, and find my voice then. So I think probably my late late 20s, I would say. That's impressive. And that amazingly, first of all, that... Uh, that memory uh, sponsored by pill bottled cotton. Make your own clothes with pill bottled cotton. It's free cotton, for God's sake. This leads right to the next question. Ben, you watched uh, Leo gravitate towards music. Uh, maybe you didn't watch him because apparently his uh, bedroom door was closed a lot, but you knew he was in there. Uh, uh, that had to make you both proud and in a way scared shitless because you, you know what the music business is. And yet your kid is showing a passion for it. Well, you, you know, you do everything ground? you can not to let on. You're terrified. You know, it's like you got yeah. kind of uh, swami a kid to, to, to avoid the temptations. Uh, and so what I did was um, I encouraged him because I figured, you know, whatever you tell a kid, he's going the other way. So I was encouraging him a lot. But uh, it, it, boomer, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. There's been a shift, Ben, uh, from like our generation of human beings uh, where yeah. that would work, uh, where uh, uh, corporal punishment worked and yes. nobody uh, sued yeah. anybody. And then uh, that all switched. And now you tell a kid to do something and they go, all right, all right yeah. I'll give it a try. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> it is. It just messes with your head. All the muscles you learned about raising kids as a child, Ben, I, are now not only ineffective, they are illegal. Leo! <laughs> How'd you get so damn comfortable with not feeling like you had to impress your dad? Most young guys, under that kind of pressure, dad, very successful musician, his own solo albums out, he's worked with great artists, he's won all kinds of awards, you know, they'd feel that, they'd be shooting heroin at yeah. the analyst's <laughs> office. And yet you... Or uh, does mom come into the, did, did mom help out here? How did you level Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I obviously spent a long time trying to impress my dad. Yeah, many boys want to impress their dads. And in my case, even more so because he's a musician. I wanted to be, I wanted to be able to play with him. And I wanted to be able to hang out with his friends and, and be one of the people in the room. And fortunately, we started doing it so early i mean i was so young when we started hanging out and making music together five and six and seven years old jamming and you know although ben says that he encouraged me thinking that maybe i it would drive me away from it the fact is he never said the word practice to me he said let's play so it was like sports it was like shooting hoops or, or throwing a baseball he said why don't we go into you want to play let's go play and it was always play so it never gave me a sense that i had to do too much work to or do anything other than just be in the room and do it and because we started working professionally together when i was you know in high school and by the time i was you know in my 20s we were producing records together it was kind of unclear who was in charge that relationship 
kind of over time evolved into something where it's I'm I, to be honest with you I think he's trying to impress me more these days <laughs> it's true <laughs> it, the tables have flipped again but uh, a great lesson learned here for you parents or parents to be out there deception uh, clearly still effective with the children you convinced him that uh, that there was nothing that called practice no. No. <laughs> even though it's all practice it's all practice yeah no it's it's just who controls the grammar that's what it's about you know that's what also <laughs> Who controls the language gets to get dessert. That's how it works out here. <laughs> wow, that tip brought to you by Comatoast. Catch a snack and a nap with Comatoast. Now, uh, Ben, yes. scariest moment you've ever had on the road. You've been on the road with a mm. lot of great musicians from Steve Miller on and on and on. Yourself, your own bands, great jazz musicians mm. touring Europe. Out of that whole a depth and breadth of experience. What was the moment that pops in your head when you go, uh-oh? Yeah. Well, I, and it was clearly the day I woke up in Marbella, Spain and smelled smoke in, in, in the hallway of the uh, hotel and opened the door to see uh, Billy Peterson running down the hall and disappearing down the stairs. That's your bass player. That was my bass player yeah. at the time. And the fire alarm was going off. And lo and behold, uh, Peterson, an excellent athlete as well as a genius musician. Speed skater, almost an Olympian. Almost an Olympian. Had put his polyester shirt over a uh, halogen lamp. Halogen lamp. The, the shirt went up. The shirt started burning the wall. The smoke alight. The, the he's whole, in the shower while this he's is in the shower. Down. He comes out. He finds his room burning down. He doesn't know what to do. He splits. I get it. He says to, he says to the reception, hotel reception, I don't know what happened. There's a fire in my room. And he left. And he leaves. So then, this is the first and only time, and Leo was with me. We had to uh, vacate, flee. Uh, flee, I guess is the word. <laughs> we, <laughs> we fled. That was pure terror, pure terror. So now uh, when people uh, ever say to you, to my listeners, when people ever say, you know, there's no such thing as, as just a, a, a like musician savant where they only play music and they cannot do anything else. That's wrong. Billy Peterson, wrong. great example. Great example. Brilliant bass player. Can't even put a shirt over a lamp the right mm-hmm. way. Can't cross the street, but boy, can be, you play that. Very Leo, scariest moment you had in the studio because now you're doing a ton of producing. You're doing your own podcast. You're doing a ton of stuff. What's what's the moment where, where maybe a, a big name walked in or where something was happening that was getting out of control? What was the moment in in in, in, in including uh, uh, the Oscar, yeah. uh, the as- the song for the Oscar yeah. telecast for the Motorcycle Diaries? Uh, not the television. It's a movie. It's a film. It's a motion Uh, picture. uh, Uh, You know, I got to tell you, I think maybe one of the scariest things that early on a young ingenue uh, singer came into the studio and uh, she she uh, subsequently uh, became very famous uh, as a songwriter in in, uh, L.A., but at the time she was just a young girl in Madison. I was still living and producing some demos with her and uh, she came in and uh, and I said, uh, how would you like to have... uh, some, uh, I go out for an ice cream cone and she said to me, you know, I don't eat dairy. And I'll never forget being completely shocked and stunned by that. And I don't think I've ever recovered from it, frankly. Uh, You're a Wisconsin boy. Yeah. So uh, that's what came to mind. I don't know what to tell you. Very scary. Yeah. That, that's very impressive. And that anecdote brought to you by Lester Holt, the guy you fast forward through when you're watching Dateline. And scornhub.com, videos of hot moms who disapprove of your actions. Ben, yes. 
best gig you've ever been on for pure fun. You've written books about jazz. You've gone in depth, the many layers under the music, the emotional qualities to it. What's the one gig you look back on and go, man, oh man, I don't remember anything but having a great time. You know, it has to be at the Cafe Central in Madrid, uh, where we played so often that we at one point decided to make a record there called Cien Noches, or 100 Nights. It was going to be our 100th night playing at this gig. And mm -hmm. to celebrate that, normally I play piano, but we brought in a B3 organ and a guitar player. It was just the, the whole thing was so grooved. And the place was packed, kind of a side room uh, off to my left. I, I'm on stage and I look and the room is dancing. The whole room is partying while I'm doing my thing. Right. And, and you have to understand for jazz, this yeah. does not happen. Yeah. Dancing in the club is very rare thing. Yeah, it was very rare. That, that was so much fun. I mean, you can't argue with a crowd like that. And that's where the fun comes in. I mean, I've played with brilliant, brilliant musicians and all of it. In retrospect, looking back was cool but not necessarily fun. Yeah. Fun is when you get, you know, the, the people on their feet. Now and, you got to start. And for those of you out there uh, who may not be uh, familiar with instruments, the Hammond B3 is the 57 that's, Chevy of musical instruments. It's just that's fun right. to drive. You know, in all honesty, when we brought that Hammond B3 into the club in Madrid, people came in during the day to look at it. Like people were bringing their children in to look <laughs> at it as if, you know, it was somebody brought this monster into a little jazz club in Spain. <laughs> Did you have the Leslie? Yeah, well, yeah, you gotta have that. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and again, for people who don't know, a Leslie speaker for a Hammond B3 organ is like the uh, a tornado emergency horn that's up on a giant tower in uh, your town or on a mountain near your town. You take one of those, that's about 17 mm -hmm. feet big. You just slap it on a rotating mm -hmm. gear. Uh, from an engine and let it rotate constantly inside a beautiful mahogany cabinet. That would be your Leslie speaker. Leo, best gig for pure fun for you. Tricked you. Same oh. question. Haven't done that yet. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, you know, it's so hard to say because if I've had so much fun. You know, you're asking me these questions like fear and, you know, as if there were gigs that weren't fun. Be honest, I there are gigs that aren't fun. You want to go there? <laughs> Give me the gig without mentioning names. That was that that was the exception that proved the rule of fun. Give me the one gig that you had to live through where you went, this is going to be great. And 40 seconds in, you went, oh, my you know, God. I went. To, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to ask you in, in any. I, I'm not trying That's to be clear, but I got invited to a, somebody's birthday party last year, you know, and I walked into the, the party and they took me behind the house and there was a whole band set up. There was a, all the instruments were set up, you know, and I said, oh, did you get a band? And they looked at me and I knew in that moment. I had been invited to the party to play drums with this birthday boy and his cousin who wanted to play the blues all night long. And about halfway through the party, I said, if they give me 60 bucks and give me access to the buffet table, I'll feel like this is, you know, one of the better gigs I've done in a while. Uh, because I reached back into my memory vault gigs that I yeah. played when I was growing up, you know, walking in through the back, through the kitchen. And, you know, you get to maybe eat the dregs of the chicken wings sure. after the party's sure. over or whatever. You know, I did so many of those gigs like so many of us do. But if we're talking about playing jazz gigs or singer songwriter gigs or any of that stuff, man, it's hard to pinpoint a bad one because you just, once you get on stage and, uh, you start making music it's almost like the world disappears I, it sounds like a cliche it really does but that's how i feel that hey, mellow I just, philosophical I, moment brought to you yeah, by medieval knievel 
the jousting daredevil and grape canaveral the box wine nasa trust i'm sorry ben go ahead <laughs> oh, i'm sorry what was i thinking what was i thinking no i was going to say that i've actually played a gig with leo in the cheese department of a of a, of a grocery Foods, store opening of a whole of an Foods. opening of a grocery store and when the gig was over and we actually had a pretty good time he said to me you know ben I don't just see you playing cheese sections. I see you in fresh fruit, wine, wine. wine of town. When I was still living in Madison before I moved to New York, uh, and I was just playing every gig, I just took every, people called me, and I could hire Ben. You know, nobody could hire. He was a hotshot, big deal guy, international guy, you know, so nobody would call him to play the opening of a grocery store, but they call me, and then I call him and say, you want to play the opening of a grocery store? And these are, he played every Oh, weird yeah. gig too that there was to play yeah wow that's impressive yeah, thank yeah. you all right listen everybody i got bonafide big time jazz musicians with me time for advice corner actual takeaway from the great ben and leo sidra now as you guys know there could be people listening young kids listening to this uh huddled over a radio in racine wisconsin wondering what they're going to do with their lives maybe we can give them some advice again i'll fire them out uh john mclaughlin style so nobody gets confused ben Best travel tip. Mm. Well, What's your secret little one thing you do whenever you go on the road that's a little bit of a travel tip? That could well, absolutely. Pack, pack your suitcase, take everything you want, and then throw half of it out. Mm. Throw half of it out. You don't out. need it. Beautiful. You don't yeah. need it. And if you need it, you'll buy it there. Yeah. Forget it. That's my tip. Take less. Perfect. And hey, who wouldn't want a Spanish Gosh. pair of underwear? That's a, that's a good deal there. Leo, quick way to relax yourself. When the pressure's on, and clearly you're an expert at this, you're 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 mellow to the point of honestly, I, there's got to be a bong just out. I mean, you said you said it, you said it, Chad. I was going to say, especially now, because there are so many ways to travel with marijuana and CBD products. You know, there's a you edible chocolate. By the time they analyze your chocolate at the border going into Germany, you've already crossed over into Hungary. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'd say, Ed, bring the edible chocolate with you. It's never a bad That's idea. That's brilliant. Hmm. You and a Seth Rogen should come up with a way to stay functional yeah. on marijuana. That's the title of the book. Ben, <laughs> trick to breaking through when you're stuck on a lyric, when you're lyric, right? Because you write great lyrics, very uh, conversational lyrics, but there has to be times. Anything smooth and easy has got to be tough at times. How do you break through when you're hitting a wall? That's tough. That's a tough question. I can't, uh, I can't come up with a joke, except I can say uh, sometimes if I need a word, I'll actually go online to, there's a thing called Rhyme Zone. Rhyme Zone. And if you go to Rhyme Zone, you can put in any word and you get a list of possible things. And sometimes you see a word, not just that it rhymes, but it's like completely out of left field and it takes your mind into that direction. That's about as close as I can, I can come to. That's pretty good. So a bit of a distraction. Leo, tip for shifting gears quickly between musical styles because you do a lot of producing and on a lot of your albums you, you'll shift styles you'll you'll do a latin number you'll do a you'll do a ballad how, how do you shift you're a sensitive listener i'm impressed uh you know i do my homework i don't have a stat man so i have to do it all myself that's cesario kids out doing his dumb comedy yeah right. <laughs> uh well i'm no, i'm impressed with that question i don't have an answer i you know honestly uh i think we all grew up, I'm sure, even the generation for me feels this way. Uh, those who came through the 60s, whatever, 70s, that the musical influences are, are ours were very diverse. Mine certainly grew up in a house filled with jazz records, but I also loved the pop music of my day. And then I got into Latin music. And so I don't necessarily 
think about the lanes of or the rules of genre as much as some people might expect. And and I'm still fascinated by this question that you ask about what when are you in the the lane of jazz or Latin or whatever? True. Nowadays, yeah. Follow, Nowadays, you know, it's all blurred. So you're just sort of hovering above it. Uh, higher than Snoop Dogg. That is impressive. And finally, <laughs> uh, Ben, what's your go-to pick-me-up? When you're flagging on a gig, uh, you got four sets in the same night, and, and normally you can kind of power through it, but, man, you had a hard travel day. Or what's the pick-me-up you go to that, that helps you get through that last set? Mm. The last set, usually, yeah, that that is. By the last set, I'm drinking. Yeah. Uh, I might start out with Coke Light, you know, but by the last set, absolutely. No, no Vodka tonic, man, you're going old. That's like highball Tom Collins territory. Yeah, there. I can slip into the uh, Greyhound every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Sure. The yeah. But that, that's my but it, it is impressive. You know, Ben, you are in your 70s sure. and, not, and not on the shy side of 70, if I may say <laughs> the so. The side. Um, and, uh, and, um, Brash and, young lad. <laughs> seriously. But See where three, this is going. Three sets, three sets is a physically demanding thing of anybody. And we live Absolutely. in three sets to go out there. And the third set always starts after midnight, usually well after midnight. And it's impressive to see you. It's athletic. It's a, it's a very physical. It is a sport. It's yeah. a sport. Yeah. Yeah. It is playing. It is playing. You got to yeah. save up to play, man. That's what my friend Billy Peterson taught me. Yeah. Right? Save up to play. Yeah, and, you know, pack a second shirt. <laughs> that advice corner brought to you by Roberta Flack Jacket. You're not killing me softly or loudly in my Roberta Flack Jacket. Now it's time for the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. Guys, these are sports takes, and I'll keep them generalized. Don't worry about it. These are sports takes hotter than Buddy Rich after a bad gig. Ooh, we talked about his temper. Fire number one. What sports moment? had the greatest social impact on you. Now, uh, Ben, you may be at a bit of an advantage because there was a lot more uh, 68 Olympics fists up and things like that, perhaps during your time and Leo's time. But what sports moment sticks out in your head where you went, oh, life is 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 creeping into sports? Well, I don't know if life is creeping into into sports, but the sports moment I remember witnessing was Willie Mays' backward catch out in center field. It was, oh, yeah. I mean, you saw it, and it was superhuman, and it just, well, never, that, that's that fun, did really revolutionize the way people watch sports, because it was the first time, really, that people thought to themselves, I don't think anybody else. Yeah, that's it. right. <laughs> it was like a miracle. Now we're used to it to an extent from Michael Jordan yeah. to LeBron James to, you know, we, we see miracles almost every day, but that was really the first one. And the first one caught on film. Leo, what moment? You know, I'm going to reveal a lot about myself that you already probably could guess about me, but I'm going to say Prince's performance at the Super Bowl halftime yes. show uh, yes. about yes. 10 years ago. Yes. In the rain. Well, you know, the beauty of that was, uh, uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, pomp and circumstance outside. It was a guy coming on. The, the next best one I can think of with that would be when Tom Petty did the halftime. It was guys who know how to play. Musicians. Yeah. I don't mean guys. I, by guys, I mean men and women who know how to play, who just got up and played. Uh, you know, no, there was, wasn't fireworks or somebody uh, that's right. And, in. Or, and it, it was so know. serendipitous because it was such it was witnessing a moment. It was in the rain. And of course, you know, his big is his mo probably most famous hit is Purple Rain. And there he is playing Purple Rain in the pouring rain. And I'll never forget him yelling from the stage. Somebody take my picture. 
And I just, you know, that, that moment stays with me. And I thought, well, it's a good thing I watched this game. <laughs> That's impressive. Fire number two, favorite athlete. Uh, uh, absolutely, Ernie Banks. Let's Ernie. play two today. Ernie well, Banks. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's play play yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he was my hero when I was uh, on the uh, Racine uh, Orioles, uh, the little, little League baseball team. I, I wanted to be Ernie Banks. Leo, favorite athlete. Ben Sidron. That's ben right. Sidron, who can handle a third set That's what I'm saying. Uh, with not uh, with hardly as much as a vodka tonic. <laughs> Most guys would be mainlining <laughs> a black tar at that point. Fire number three. Is it even possible to get the Green Bay Packers out of your mm-hmm. blood if you're Wisconsin boys? It cannot happen. Can the you o- be the only inoculation is to be born in Chicago? If you're born in Chicago, yeah, you, you come <laughs> to Wisconsin, no big deal. But 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 you, you're going to have to take a little heat. But that'll do it. Now I'm not I'm not trying to stir up any. Where, where were you born, Ben? Actually, I was born in Chicago. That's interesting. Yeah, my yeah, but he transferred no. and he went right to the heart and soul of the desperation yeah. of Wisconsin. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I I married a woman. I am married to still a woman from Appleton who spent her high school years selling concessions at Lambeau Field. Escape for me at all, and no. as a matter of fact, I remember uh, nine years ago when she was pre- pregnant. Uh, she actually went into premature labor after watching a, a Packer yeah. game, and uh, fortunately, they they stopped. They did, uh, but I mean, it was it's that emotional in our yeah. in our uh, in our. Personal I'm going to tell you honestly, time. most Packer fans uh, uh, experience some form of premature <laughs> labor watching a Packers. Finally, fire number four: the sport that you're a little shocked that you like you're in a hotel room on a gig gigs over 3 a.m you're flashing through you hit espn it's darts or it's something goofy what's the one sport you go you know i'm gonna stop and watch 20 minutes of this band uh time said it's been billiards i I don't mean pool billiards is an incomprehensible sport uh and this is even weirder golf sometimes golf you're talking about you just turn it in and you go to a place that no other sport can take you to it's the smooth jazz. It's Kenny G. That's exactly. And you get plaid pants. You know, yeah. you get the white belt. You you have so many uh, add-ons. It's, it's, it's I think gal, I agree with you on go- golf. You know, I think golf gets a bad rap. You know, and I know that. The, I know Chet. You've you've uh, you've thought about doing calling some golf games in your life. You know, and I, and I. I think maybe it gets a bad rap because it's not being called properly. But I think that there is so mm. much around it. Yeah. You know, mm. what we need now we're learning is to, is to trees. Yes. Is to, is to just calm, calm it the whole down thing down. Yeah. yeah. See, they won't let me near a golf course, Leo, because of this, yeah. my voice, <laughs> this kind of shouting, the bends, the Leos, that kind of thing. I ha- I have, I literally had Ray Floyd look me right in the eye and go, I'm trying <laughs> to putt. So uh, my voice, uh, my vocal volume just does not work. That fiery four brought to you by River Glance, the Irish dance sensation where only their eyes move. River Glance. Now I understand you guys may have a pop quiz for me. This is where, uh, of course, my uh, my listeners love this, uh, where my guests ask me three questions over the course of 130 shows or so. I'm 12, uh, 120 Two, so I, but I've got some momentum. I've won two of the last nine. That's not bad for me. And hey, wait a second, guys. There's a theme song for this one. Here it is. Pop, 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 
pop mm, quiz. Nice. Oh, get Paul Schaefer on that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> you do that. I've been broken down to Paul Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even let Leo produce that. You just went right to Paul. Okay, you guys got uh, questions for me. I don't want to hear them. I don't want to know what the subject is. It can be anything. Just fire away three questions and let's see if I can't keep my dignity. Ben Sidron and Leo Sidron, tremendous musicians. Here's their. Okay. First of all, uh, Albert Von Tilzer, whose real name actually was Albert Gum. He was the uh, uncle of the great Francis Gum, also known as Judy Garland. That was just to throw you off the scent. Here's the question. Wrote this important sports song. What would the song be? Oh, brother. I'm going to go with confidence. Go. No, it's not it. I can see by the expressions on your face. Not not at all. Close. Nice, nice guess. It was take me out to the ball game. He wrote it in the first decade of the 20th century. The man had never been to a ball game. He wrote the song. Wow. Little trivia there. That's impressive. I'm 0-1, but I must uh, add uh, uh, our late great friend uh, Lyle Mays another son of Wisconsin okay. yes. uh, used to do a trick where he would sing take me out to the ball game uh, starting on the eighth note prior to where it's supposed <laughs> to start <laughs> take me song. out to the ball game take me to and he would sing the whole song that way and then end in suspension <laughs> Just prior to where you supposed to, it was brilliant. Man. Okay, I'm 0-1. Oh. Let me see if I can even it up. Question number two from Leo. Which legendary septuagenarian NBA referee is my landlord in Brooklyn, New York? Mindy Rudolph. Oh, <laughs> I took a shot. That's a pretty good guess, isn't it? That's pretty good. Uh, Dick Bavetta is my landlord. Dick Bavetta. Oh, that would have been my second. Mindy Rudolph's probably yeah. 93 yeah. if he's a day at this point. But I took a shot. And, you know, like you guys do when you're yeah. sight reading, you just come out with confidence. It could be wrong, but you go buy it and people don't. Know. You got to go. You got to do something. You can't sit yeah. there squinting the page. No, I'm not getting paid to sit here. Oh, none of us are. I'm 0-2. Let me see if I can save my dignity. I've lost another one. Question number three in the pop quiz. Number three, it's a two-parter. I'm going to give you the first part. My pal here is going to give you the second part. Part one, to what does the following expression refer? From Mixus Smalley to Addison Street. That's part one. And part two? Wait, now I got to do the second part. And what was Bingo to Bango to Bilko? Uh, those are uh, Chicago Cubs related uh, uh, lyrics about uh, that was a, uh, a uh, those were uh, those were this. Uh, it was about the streets surrounding uh, Wrigley Field. And then Bingo to, Bingo to Bilko was their version of the uh, double play ball. That's right. You got I well, you know what? We're gonna give you I got half of it. You got you got half of it. The mixes to Smalley to Addison Street was Roy Smalley when they were doing a double play. He was the second baseman. He was a little erratic. And so instead of <laughs> throwing it to the first baseman, 
It would go over this. Both cubs, yes. That is hilarious. That pop quiz brought to you by Shirt Tales, the smash hit Broadway musical about the life of a flannel shirt in the 90s. And electricity, the electricity that's just a little hipper than yours. My guests today, killer father-son musicians, Ben and Leo Sidron. Follow them on Twitter, at Ben Sidron and at Leo Sidron. Catch Leo's podcast, The Third Story, everywhere you get podcasts. What's the newest music we should look forward to listening to from you guys? Oh, from us, a lot of music. Ben's birthday was recently, and we, we uh, last minute dove into the studio in Madison and made a song for him called Who's the Old Guy Now? That just came Who's out Who's the Old week. Guy Now? Just dropped uh, two days ago. I think it's I think it's really it's good. got legs. We don't know if people make records anymore, so we're making songs. We're at a song level yeah. now. And then yeah. maybe one day we'll make another record. But right now it's like a monthly churn out of a song, song, song at a time. Well, do yourselves a favor to my listeners. Listen to uh, Ben and Leo Sidron's music. You'll thank me later. Ben, Leo, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Chad. And if any of your sponsors are looking to branch out, we'd yeah. love to talk to them. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, oh, yeah. Plaster some stickers on that Leslie and Hammond B3. Why not? <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. Thanks to all of you for listening. And thanks to my new hosts, starburnsaudio.com if you want more of me this weekend i'll be in lake of the kegs wisconsin for the bare naked bass fishing invitational if you get a snag you're on your own this is chet waterhouse reminding you to play with pain